Hello, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Syllabus. This is Tanya Plater. And this is Shannon Cox. We're going to talk a little bit today um, about our program interests. And so before we get into that, we're going to start with our circle. And this time, our question is, how is your semester going? The semester. So um, we're like in week six or seven, I think, um, of the fall term one. Uh, my my programs do a fall term eight week fall term one eight week fall term two I know other programs do full semesters so we're almost done with our first term and I think it's going well so for an academic coach I'm going to speak for most of us even though I'm one I think uh the fall this is our quieter time because we've worked really hard <laughs> to get students in classes and going and where they need to be. And um, once classes start, there's some fluctuations with, you know, especially new students finding resources and figuring out their classes and blue lines and things like that. And then, then they get settled and mm -hmm. they just do what they do best. And that's learn and they do what they do as a student. And so then we, now prepare for a spring registration, which will be here soon. So yeah, this is it's going good so far. How about you? Uh, it's going well. Um, I'm still adjusting to having classes. Yes, this so. is like your first. <laughs> this is my first. Semester you get to in a just long, long be an employee and just be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> Those just. are enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how I actually fit classes in because I don't know. I don't have extra time now. You so I'm trying to, to figure out, time. yeah, <laughs> and I and I don't think I did it on purpose. So I'm well, kind of yes. like, wait, wait, what what happened? <laughs> I think so many people listening can feel that right now. They're yeah. probably like, I I feel that you know I did my master's right out of my undergrad, and so I was like 20 something. Like I worked full time, mm -hmm. but I didn't have kids, and I that was goal because mm -hmm. I don't know how people do it. I mean, I told you guys are my superheroes that you work full-time you raise your kids and you go to school on top of that and it's not even just kids like some people have parents yes. they're caregivers too and so yes yes my mother moved in with us in March so well that's where some of your time yeah went yeah well March of COVID oh so, yeah so it's been a it's been it's a year been year and a half now yeah yeah and COVID brings other things my sister moved in with us last August so it's, we have a very full house you do so I understand part of it but another part of it is like geez you know it'd be really nice if I had like an hour or two just for me so Tanya so. we're gonna enroll you I'm using air quotes in um yeah in a class and you're gonna need to find some time by yeah. yourself personal class to study I think that's fair. I think a lot of, um, so all the students right now listening, give yourself a big round of applause that you even like got through the day or got through yesterday yes. because seriously, you guys are yes. literal superheroes in my book. So that's awesome. I think it's also beneficial to say to all of you out there when you're done, my work life is kind of exciting now. I'm, I'm in going upon endeavors that I never thought that I would take and um, I'm using what I learned and I hope that other people are doing the same thing yeah so when they get to finally graduate and they get to go back to class or go back to work and just be like hey I learned this and I learned this and hopefully your supervisors like mine are very supportive of 
how do you work that into your work now? So what do you yes. want to do? You know, that's kind of why we do the circles because that's what I yes. learned. Yeah. We also, uh, you know, that's why I'm also taking up a whole bunch of service projects here on Creighton's campus and just getting more involved. And so it just kind of makes me a little bit more excited to come to work. The podcast is new and so yes. that's exciting. You know, so looking at my future a little bit differently here at work. So that I think is something that anyone who is pushing through and really like, is this worth it? Yes, it is. It's very worth it. That's so just push through. Good for you. Yes. Ah, I love that. I think that's a perfect way to segue into our interview today, which was, um, with Martha Habish, um, who is, involved with the JWL program, which is the Jesuit wild, wide learn, wide, worldwide learning. I can't pronounce that. But. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so we were just talking about, um, how we were just curious. I think mm-hmm. we, I was aware that we had JWL students in our programs, but I didn't really know much about what that meant or who they were or anything like that. And Tanya, you were connected or knew of Martha and so yeah. we just invited her to I've known Martha more. since my first job at Creighton actually oh really so way back when mm-hmm. and so she's a very awesome woman and I have never seen her light up as I watched her light up and she told us about what she does that's and, the only disadvantage of a podcast yeah. is you can't see her face yeah yeah but it, but you can feel her passion even in her words and that is something that is amazing and moving yes and to know that you're able to do something within that fills you with passion and feeds your soul. Yes. And helps Creighton University and helps mm-hmm. students and helps other people. That is across something the globe. Across the globe. And in some really crazy places, you know, and right. And watching how they educate and build leaders where it's almost impossible to do so. Yes. That is amazing to watch and to learn about. Yes. And another reason why we kind of started with JWL is because not a lot of people know about it, um, but it's also a program on campus that is very exciting and something that maybe we can't enroll in, but we could maybe support. But it's also something that Creighton offers and we don't know anything about or we don't know as much about. So if there's a program out there that you want to learn about, email Shannon or I and we will... Yeah. reach out to the people who are in charge of that program and pop them on this podcast and yeah, learn just a little bit more about it. And it'll be part of our program series. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're like, should I listen to this episode? Yes. The answer is yes. But the reason why <laughs> is I think, you know, you don't know what you don't know and you don't know how you're going to feel after you know it. So it's not maybe something that you like, I don't, maybe I'm not interested in this, but I think if you listen and learn more about what the program does for everyone involved in it, it's, you might be energized to get involved. You might be energized to support them. You might be energized to maybe open something up like this if you work at an institution. Um, So I think there's lots of really good reasons why you should keep listening. And you could be a person who was literally in class with these And you had no idea. Yes. And now you kind of realize this is why they said yes. what they said. And this is this is the experience that they're bringing to the classroom that I would never be able to do. Yeah. Um, and to even 
understand, but I can empathize more now that I know. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the goal of this podcast is resources outside your class. And this is a great one. So hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. It's Tanya Plater and Shannon Cox for Beyond the Syllabus. We are here today and pleased to introduce you to Martha Habish, Dr. Martha Habish. She is in charge of the Jesuit Worldwide Learning Program here at Creighton, and she's also the, the chair of the Classics, oh, not chair, she is a professor, full professor in the Classics Program here at Creighton. So I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself because I'm going to slaughter everything that I just did and, and have her go forward. Welcome. Hi, thank you, Tanya and Shannon. Um, I am a professor of classics in the Department of Fine and Performing Arts in the Program of Classical and Near Eastern Studies, and I started here in 1995. So, yeah, been here a long time. That's and, and I started with JW. If you want me to keep talking, I started with Jesuit Worldwide Learning in about 2013 when it was Jesuit Commons Higher Education at the Margins. So. Um, it came to Creighton around 2013, thanks to Don Dahl and Tracy Chapman, and I believe Tom Kelly was also involved in that. And then I started teaching with them in 2014 and became the uh, liaison, Creighton's liaison for JWL. Yeah, so that's what we're here to talk about today. That's what we're talking to Martha, is to um, talk more about the JWL program, which I will admit personally, I don't know a lot about, and I am so happy to learn more about it. And I think our listeners will enjoy learning more about it as well. So I also want to thank you for being here um, to talk with us. Can we start with what the program is, JW, what it stands for, you said, but what it the idea of the program is, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, it began in 2010 as a consortium of Jesuit universities. Some leaders at a Jesuit conference got together and asked themselves how they could bring higher education to people living at the margins. Because at the time, only about 1% of refugees had access to higher education. So um, initially in 2010, as Jesuit Commons Higher Education at the Margins, they collected courses from Jesuit universities and put together a diploma in liberal studies in partnership with Regis University. So that was the accrediting awarding university, Regis University of this 45 credit diploma in liberal studies. And then after 2014, um, Jesuit Commons decided to develop its own classes. And so they put together their own classes and um, Father Peter Belice came in, he was our initial partner with Jesuit Refugee Services. He was the international director. And then he became president in 2016 and has really expanded this program. So we went from three countries in the pilot program to 20 countries now. Oh, wow. um, we offer global English language courses in preparation for the certificate in liberal studies courses and the professional certificate courses that we offer. Um, so we developed our own classes and these professional certificates. We probably have five or six of them. They're six months long and they're, they carry nine credit hours with them. Um, and then the certificate in liberal studies um, is now awarded by Xavier Institute of Management in Bhubaneswar, India. 
that carries 30 credits and Creighton will be starting a certificate in liberal studies with a concentration in pre-STEM classes begin in August, 2022 or January, 2023. We have to develop five classes. So oh, we're not a university. We have to partner with universities, but we do deliver higher educational opportunities to people living at the margins. They're not just refugees, they're internally displaced people. They are economically displaced people. Um, some of these are, are people that have just been um, marginalized in their own society because they're minorities. Maybe they're Shias in a predominantly Sunni country or they're an ethnic minority. Um, what else can I tell you? <laughs> Uh, and it's blended learning. It's Jesuit Ignatian pedagogy at its best. And it's all blended learning because we have this lovely wraparound service on site. We have to have an on site partner. So students come and study together in a community learning center. And uh, they get their coursework online with instructors, mainly hired from um, America. So it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah, very cool. How do students typically get connected with the organization? Well, we broadcast it. Okay. <laughs> we tried to get as diverse a population as possible. So we'll advertise it at mosques or churches, or um, we go to high schools and, and advertise. And then by word of mouth, you know, it spreads throughout the community and they come to us. There, there's an admission process that's, that's pretty rigorous. And most of these are community leaders that we get because that's what we're trying to develop, not just people who are going to educate themselves and not do anything with it, but we really want them to give back to society. And that's what they're doing. That's so cool. So how long have they been taking, have students been taking classes here? Okay, so um, when Father Hendrickson came in in 2015, I believe, he announced that he wanted to make Creighton more global and a donor gave him some money. And then he took that money and set it up as grants and you had to apply for a, an internal grant. So I was able to get two internal grants to help the, uh, these students. One was placing Creighton students in these uh, JWL diploma classes. And then I wrote an article about their experience and how it changed them, how they became more empathetic and more, um, more driven to provide service for justice. And I got another grant in 2017 that provides 20 scholarships to the graduates of the diploma program from Regis. So we were able to, um, we were able to transfer in those 45 credits. And now these students are working toward an online bachelor's degree in leadership studies with a minor in healthy lifestyle management. Oh, wow. Right, so we've given out 17 of these scholarships. We have three more to go that we hope to um, give out in January. 10 of the students are from Afghanistan, three are from Malawi, and four are living in Jordan. Wow, very cool. And so those students, because you said they come together and learn, so those students in those areas kind of are their own little cohort, I guess. That's um, right. And they might not be in the same place, like in Afghanistan where we have the most students, they, are, they have their own NGO that we partner with that's called New Horizons. And they're up in the mountains and small villages teaching English for JWL or for Jesuit refugee services. So they're paired off. They might just be two in a place and they're, but they all know each other, of course. And monthly, if they can, they'll come to the big center in Bamiyan 
and um, meet together with, uh, this is, this is pre-Taliban, they were meeting together with the um, head of the Jesuit Refugee Services. Very but cool. um, yeah, it's a truly global classroom and it's been a great experience for the students here at Creighton, the traditional students, for them and for the instructors and staff, anyone who's worked with them has really gained a lot from them. That was kind of what I was curious where you see um, the value, and I can assume what it is, but I'd like to hear you talk about it, the value that our um, domestic students, if you will, I don't want to say Creighton students because these students are Creighton students too, right? Um, yes, they are. The other students in the courses, the value that they bring to their courses. Yeah, we can call them traditional students. There you go, traditional I, I tried to do a survey after each class and one was one question I asked was, did the experience of being in a classroom with people from around the world enrich your learning experience and how? Um, uh, yes, experienced other viewpoints not held in the US, one student said. Another student said, it certainly brought a different background of ideas to the table. Um, I really enjoyed studying with different people and I could learn more about them and I could learn different studying skills from them, and I experienced different things. Uh, being with people of diverse culture and background was one of the key elements of this course, which made me learn so many profound and remarkable points through discussions and writing with my peers. So these are just some of the comments from the traditional students. Um, I'll read one from an instructor too. This was a philosophy class. Um, this professor said that these students really added to an ethics course. For example, in the unit about civic duty and apology for wrongs committed, they use examples from trying to reintegrate members of the Taliban into their communities after the Taliban had committed great wrongs against the community. Oh, wow. Yeah, so different perspectives. Um, just, it's just so enriched the, the types of discussions they have too. Because our students um, tend to come from the Midwest, tend to come from a particular socioeconomic class. So for them to hear about the lives of these urban refugees living in Jordan who struggle to survive and yet place education very high in their lives is very important for them. Absolutely. That's amazing, really. I mean, that they all get to learn together and have that experience. Have we, this is, fairly new. So we probably have not had graduates yet. Is that true? Or no, we're scheduled to have our first graduate in um, May, 2022. That's um, maybe oh, wow. off now because of what's going on in Afghanistan. Okay. Um, but we did have one already. Oh, you did? Um, it was in, no, no, not. <laughs> we had one inducted into the Honor Society we did, in the yeah. College of Professional Studies. But we do have several, we had several on track to graduate in 2022 in May and December. Very cool. So then is there a process to kind of follow up with them and what they do with their education? Oh or yeah, we will definitely, yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch with them. Uh, many of them, like I said, in Afghanistan have their own NGOs. So we'll, we'll be working with them because they are partners with JWL and JRS. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, they're all community leaders. Has there been a lot of, um, have there been a lot of challenges regarding like time zones? And I mean, like, so I granted Bills is online um, and so are the HLM classes, I think. 
but with um, students being able to connect with people here in America or get their, an their questions answered or um, if there are any, I know at the master's level, we have kind of some synchronous, like actually face-to-face -face talking with each other to kind of get to know each other a little bit better. I don't know if they do that in um, undergrad classes, but I, if they do, then how do they work around those challenges that we have. So it, it depends on the instructor. So we had one instructor early on for these students in Afghanistan who was living in Switzerland. So for her, it was easy to set up Zoom conferences with them. Um, from Omaha, it's usually a 10 and a half hour difference. Um, and so, uh, but a good number of the instructors would get up very early in the morning to meet with them. We had to be very conscious of the time because the students are teaching until about four in the afternoon, but the women want to be home before dark because it was dangerous in Afghanistan. <clears throat> so there's a small window where we could call them and it is very early in the morning, but a number of instructors did it to help the students there, especially at the beginning when they weren't so used to um, the Creighton system. Sure. Um, so, yeah, and I, I also get up very early and, and talk with them. I try to do that at least once a semester. The That's other time zones are seven and eight hours difference, but they, they've got my WhatsApp number. They, you know, they'll <laughs> contact me if they need something. So we try to stay in, in uh, close contact with them, communicate with them often. And that's something we really stress. When they start the program at Creighton, I have a little orientation for them. And I talk to them about communicating with us. It's been a struggle. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, they've gotten a lot better about it. But I have the same problem with some of my not international students. Right. I know, <laughs> I know. And if I leave my Skype open in the day, sometimes people just pop in and say hi. That's good. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is very interesting to me. What pulled you to be a part of? this organization? Okay, so um, I was sitting in a faculty senate meeting one day when Tom Kelly got up and presented um, <clears throat> information about Jesuit Commons, and he said he wanted an instructor, if they're looking for instructors. I could not get to him fast enough. He gave the presentation <laughs> and left the faculty senate, so I had to go looking for him later. My husband is a refugee. Okay. He grew up in a Palestinian refugee camp in Jordan. So <clears throat> I felt really drawn to this because yeah. of his experience and everything I've heard from him. And I was also scheduled to join the Peace Corps back, back <laughs> that day in 1984 when I first finished college, but I had to stick around and do more community service. And by then I started graduate school. And so um, that's something I, I'm just gonna say I've delayed doing because I may still do it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've always wanted to work with people living at the margins. That's so cool. So you go you go to Jordan sometimes, don't you? I, I, I do. You've done. So do you get to meet these individuals who are in Jordan? Do you get to meet oh, them yeah. in person? Oh, oh yeah, awesome. I know them all. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I'm, I think I've been there three times since 2014. Yeah. And then I see them, you know, I have monthly meetings and they're on there because they're the leaders in their communities. So I see them pretty often at pond conferences and webinars and things like that. Wow. Yeah. So is there um, 
a path for them after they graduate because they're getting their bachelor's degree at Creighton. Is there a path for them to go on and continue their education? Is that something they're interested in doing or? Yes. So I've, I've been the uh, JWL USA academic director now for two years. And part of my job is trying to find these opportunities for them. So I just completed um, a 12 Jesuit university tour with Father Peter Belice. He went to more universities, um, but I picked him up here at Creighton and we're looking for more Jesuit universities in America to offer online bachelor's degrees because oh. students really want to study social work. Okay. Um, that's one of the concentrations in the diploma and they really enjoy that. And then uh, we're also looking for master's degrees for them. So if there's anyone out there who would like to set up scholarships for these students at various universities, we'd love to partner with the Jesuit universities. Um, please contact me, Martha Habish at Creighton.edu. Yes. Well, you know, I think the, the idea behind our podcast beyond the syllabus is resources Creighton provides outside of the classroom. And I think this is important for not only educating our students about what Creighton is doing and the people that they're learning with, but also our um, network is vast, right? Our students are very interesting people and they are connected to a lot of different places. So we may very well have someone listen to this who wants to somehow be involved or help or, or do something. So I think it's important for that reason too, that we talk more about this. That would be terrific. Cause you know, um, there's so many other schools out there that are teaching propaganda and not teaching students how to think critically. And I'm not talking about America. I'm talking sure. about other countries. And so the only way really to fight against this is coming in with our type of education that teaches people to think for themselves and to think about others uh, to make a real change in the world. Yeah, that's so neat. I, I want to follow up on this. Like, I feel like we do a part two in a year or so and see kind of where things are. And we've maybe had some students graduate and see what they're doing. What do you see as like the future of JWL as a whole and at Creighton? Okay. So as a whole, I think we'll just keep expanding. We're, we're in we keep getting invited to new countries with our programs. For example, now we're partnering with the Kenyan government offering a course in that really teaches teachers how to teach because cool. many of the teachers in other countries have studied one particular subject, but they've never had any education classes. So they've invited us in and they're, they're paying us to teach their own teachers. So I think that um, as our reputation spreads, I think more countries will invite us in um, and we'll just keep serving the poor. There's no scarcity of them. Uh, we're also in Guyana now working with people in the Amazon and many of those teachers don't even have high school degrees. So they really need a lot of help on um, and how to manage a classroom, especially if it's a large classroom with many students. Sure. Um, yeah, and at, and at Creighton, I'm just very pleased that I got one of these internal grants for these scholarships, and I would love to get um, a donor to step forward and say, okay, these, these 20 students are doing a fantastic job. 
uh, let me sponsor some more students. It's not that expensive, really. That's good to know. Definitely. Is there anything uh, we haven't asked you that you feel is important uh, to, to get out there? Well, I could talk about the human development and okay. <laughs> I mean, in the bigger picture of things. Yeah, yeah. Places with the lowest amount of education and the highest rates of poverty are the places with the greatest amount of conflict. And so right. if we can change one of those elements, such as education, then we can make a poor, more peaceful world. And that's really the bigger picture. Do you, um, how do you think locally to the students, this is perceived? So I'm thinking, like you say, they're community leaders. Do people in their community see what they're doing or know about what they're doing? And are they excited, want to learn more? Do you know? Yes, yes. And there's a, we have a film on YouTube about, one of our graduates, a female graduate who was from um, Somalia. And she went and talked to a bunch of women about uh, FMG and, or is it FGM? It's FGM. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I don't know if we want to put this in the podcast. <laughs> female genital mutilation. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. so, and they said, oh, well, she's educated. She's got to be right. I'm listening to her now and she's telling me that this is an unhealthy practice. And so I'm not going to do this anymore with my daughters. Oh, interesting. Wow. That's, That's just a small thing. And then we have um, another graduate who's going through the marketplace and, and looking at what is being sold and talking to the farmers about this and how, you know, they could make it more sustainable um, and get more money for the community if they kind of cut out the middleman who's selling them bad things anyway. So oh, we're, we're trying to create leaders and not just people that can be employed, but people who will go out and employ others. Yeah. And clearly, the I mean, you said the governments are reaching out to um, have help. So it's hopefully being viewed widely in these communities, it sounds like. Right. And positively. Yes. Really? That's so cool. Like, how does that make you just like, am in awe right now? <laughs> like, you I mean, know, it's the best thing out there since public libraries. I know. I'm just honored to be part of this. Yes. So honored it make every you day. Feel, yeah, I bet it does. I would imagine. It makes me want to, like, I'm sitting like, how can I get involved? <laughs> hey, we take tutors. You can be a tutor. Okay, yeah, really how can someone get involved? Like, yeah, if I okay, so you can be a tutor. We have academic writing, we have math and science, and it's all asynchronous work online. Okay. If you have a master's degree or higher, they can write to me and we will try to match you with a class. We have eight week classes in the certificate program, or we have the six month certificates. Um, what else do we do? Uh, you can help us raise money, um, you can help us advertise. Uh, there are lots of things. Okay. And just reach out to you. Yes, give us your email one more time. Martha Habish, H-A-B-A-S-H at Creighton.edu. Awesome. Well, I hope people get just as excited about this as we are. Is there anything else, Tanya, that you want to talk about with Martha? I actually do have a question that I should have probably asked earlier, but 
do the other students who are in the program with a, a you know like in the bills program or hlm program do they even realize that they have someone from jwl in the classroom and that these are leaders who are doing this great stuff outside i mean sometimes we don't really promote each ourselves to other people and so we may just view that as a person who's just like okay so who's he you know and it's yeah. very difficult online to Right. I, to I realize the, that connection. Right. I think the it depends on what kinds of questions are asked in each class of the that the instructor asks for the introductions. I know that many of the students are aware they're in a global classroom because of the types of things that these students discuss. But I'm not sure they're aware that there's a scholarship program at Creighton for these students. Um, there was a small article in one of the um, I don't know if it was the alumni magazine about one of our students name on who started out making rugs and then decided he wanted to be educated. And so uh, he's one of our scholarship students. He's from wow. I think I saw that because that's what yeah. made me think it was of. Just a was it recent? Uh, it was probably a year or two ago. Oh, was it okay? Maybe two years ago, yeah. But in my mind, I'm like thinking how making rugs plus a crate and like he could still take off with that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think he's making rugs anymore, though. <laughs> but uh, like entrepreneurial, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They have <laughs> children do it because their hands are small, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe one day we'll be able to have a JWL student on here and have a conversation with them. That and, would be. Wow. That's a good idea. Oh, I know that, really that would love the opportunity to talk. Yes. You should. You should email me that. I'll do <laughs> email that. me some names, and I'll do we that. should. That maybe maybe we can have a follow up, and then the. For the three of us can get together with some. Oh, that would be terrific. They would love that. That would be a lot of fun. So yes, let's plan for it. They are Uh, really, they're really grateful for this opportunity. So I would like to thank the College of Professional Studies and Father Hendrickson in particular for this opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I think it's beneficial all the way around. I mean, I don't think there's a negative piece to the pie here. I think everyone benefits. So that's. Awesome. And we're hoping that CPS students will be listening to this too. So they'll be able to be like, oh, that was that person that was in class with me. So that was, yeah. and then they can make the connection and then they'll realize that even though they don't realize what they're doing in the moment, they may be making a difference in someone's life just by listening and communicating and reflecting right. back with that yeah. person. Yeah. 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 We just never know. Yep. Well, thank you, Martha, for taking the time to talk with us. I've learned so much. And oh, well, so thank I'm you for this thankful. opportunity. Thank yeah, you. I'm, I'm excited to follow up with you down the road and do that. things are going. Let's get a student on here. Yeah. <laughs> we need oh, to. Yeah. We need to. That'll be fun. Yeah, sure. absolutely. All right. Well, we will sign off with that. And thanks again, Martha. And um, yeah, that's a wrap. Thank Have you. Have a great day. Thanks so much. You too. Bye.